thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Law, and Liberty with David Fowler, president of the Family Action Council of Tennessee. Every week, we are putting culture, politics, and law on a collision course with the truth of God's Word. And now, here's David. Welcome to this week's episode of God, Law, and Liberty, and today is going to be a hard-nosed, hardcore episode. Uh, let me just put it right, right here to you at the beginning. This episode will help you understand that the Republicans in the Tennessee legislature, taken as a whole, are in principle statist. Now, I know that's a broad statement, and, and it doesn't apply to some in our legislature, but taken as a whole particularly when you look at what its leadership leads on and what it does not lead on, the dominant principle is statist. But I would hasten to add that our citizenry taken as a whole is statist, so we shouldn't be surprised. Now, let me also say this, and I hope you'll indulge me. This is a podcast I believe you're going to want to download and listen to again because I'm going to have some guests on with me today whose words you'll need and want to reflect on. I also think you're going to want to share this with your friends. Today's episode, while while still in the context of our series, looking at how Christians can escape living futile lives with our emphasis generally on politics and law and government, it's designed to help you understand what I said in my opening statements. But the other reason I think you're going to want to share this podcast is because you probably have a lot of friends who at bottom are statist and maybe don't know it. And I think this podcast will be eye-opening to them. Perhaps it may be your evangelical Bible-preaching pastor or your saintly Sunday school teacher. I think you're going to want to share it because even those of your friends who, who don't dwell on politics and and eat it up like some people do, they are, or at least should be, voters. And they may be casting futile votes and wondering why nothing seems to ever change. And lastly, you're going to want to share it, I believe, because in any event, your friends are probably parents or grandparents, and they play a vital role in raising and training up the next generation, which is a type of building, right? And, and they need to hear it because their children and grandchildren are going to have to know how to live in, and some of them to know how to fix, the mess that's going to be created by the train wreck of civilization that's coming our way in the absence of sincere, deep repentance by Christians and a change in the way we do things, particularly in law and government and politics. So this episode is for everybody. And with that said, let's, let's get started. When we look at this question of building, you must understand what you're building. And I'll begin to cover that next week or perhaps the week after. But you must first understand, before you go to build, the terrain or the nature of the soil on which you're building. And with a physical building, is it sand or clay or rock or is it, you know, nice, rich, thick dirt? So today, to that end, we're going to do two things. First, we're going to look at the cultural and legal terrain on which we are now living and will be building so we don't wind up with the Leaning Tower of Pisa. 
and by way of intended pun, we all want our kids to be straight when they grow up. We all want our grandkids to be straight when they grow up, and it'd be great if we had a few more straight politicians. So, so understanding the soil in which we're operating is what we're going to focus on today. Now, to do that, I'm going to provide you with some excerpts from some of the podcasts that I've been listening to that are done by some of my friends. And some of those excerpts will be comments from a former guest on our show, a legal scholar, an academician, a wonderful brother in Christ, Jeff Schaefer. And you're going to want to hear what he says about some of the things we'll be covering today. Second, we're going to look at how not to bill. The soil conditions may be one reason the Tower of Pisa leans. But, you know, you can also build with the wrong materials, materials that will not last the test of time. To that end, next week, you're going to hear excerpts from the testimony given on a transgender sports bill moving through the Tennessee legislature that actually accepts and embraces the fundamental premise giving rise to the issue of transgender athletes in women's sports, and therefore, at best, only stall the inevitable. If the argument, if the worldview is not changed, if the argument only stalls the inevitable, if the argument is not changed and directed to the worldview issue. So with that as an introduction, let me put today's podcast in focus. This week, a majority of the Republicans on the Tennessee House Civil Justice Committee chose not to approve the Marital Contract Recording Act, known as Senate Bill 562, House Bill 233. But I'm not just focusing on that little small group of Republicans on that committee, because even if they had been willing to move it forward, the Senate Speaker and Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally, along with a few others in the Senate, uh, they were against the bill too. And my experience is that seldom do a majority of the senators buck Randy McNally. We didn't see any of the leadership trying to help move this bill forward in the last couple of weeks either. Now the bill, in case you're not familiar with it, rested on the premise, the worldview if you like, that male and female are real categories of human beings with a certain given nature such that when they make a lifetime commitment to one another, pertaining to a real and given category of human existence that we call husband and wife, well, we call them married. Now, all kinds of objections against the bill were raised. They all were answered or are answerable, and I'm not going to get into them today. But at bottom, the arguments against it proved to me at least, that large numbers of our state Republicans in the legislature are in principle statist. And a few of them are actually Gnostic in their thinking. Gnosticism being, of course, a Christian heresy. But what was really fascinating to me is that the lawyers in the LGBT community understood the premise of the bill and its importance, even if it didn't seem to click with the largest share of the Republicans in our state legislature. Here's what they said. This is a quote from um, an online publication called Salon.com, S-A-L-O-N, and this is uh, one of their legal experts, said, specifically defining marriage between one man and one woman as something that the government then has an obligation to recognize as valid union sets up the stage for Obergefell being rendered meaningless. 
Now there's a whole wealth of information in there, but why would they say that this sets the stage for Obergefell being rendered meaningless? It must be cutting the worldview under Obergefell off at the knees. And why is that? Because the Marital Contract Recording Act is a recognition by civil government that there are realities that exist independent of what government officials do. You see, what they said there was that if, if you define marriage as one man and woman as something that the government has an obligation to recognize, it's saying the government is under certain obligations, is under certain restraints, is under certain laws that precede the government that they have to acknowledge. They have an obligation to acknowledge. They're not free to disregard them. And specifically, the opposite of that must be true for same-sex marriage to exist because it doesn't naturally exist. Same-sex marriage is a result of a statist mindset that there are no given realities out there about male or female or marriage that anybody has to acknowledge or anybody or any governments under any obligation to acknowledge and we can just make things up as we go along. They get that point. I'm not sure very many Republicans in our state legislature did and it's sad. I'm not mad, I'm just sad. That's a product of our citizenry. And by and large, since most of them profess to be Christians and many are in churches regularly, that's a product of the church. You hear what I'm saying? If we're gonna point fingers, let's point the fingers at us, not them. So that's one of the things they said. Now here's another talking point against the bill. The bill will lead to equal protection, court challenges, and legal costs because it leaves people out. Now, do you understand what they're saying here? To recognize that male and female are real and they relate to something that's real called marriage and real categories of functioning in a social institution, husband and wife, well, if, if that's true, then we're not leaving anybody out who meets those pre-existing categories not created by civil government. But see, their point is, you are leaving people out because there's no such thing as male or female or marriage, but such as we, the state, as statist, say it is. Now listen to this next quote. You're going to love this one. Quote, Republicans love nothing more than setting up their own alternatives to the cultural institutions they believe have been tainted by liberalism. Ah, no. Okay, so in other words, they saw this bill as saying, you're not acknowledging something that just exists and saying it's really out there. And so when people make certain kinds of promises, our courts should uphold them and recognize them. No, they see it as us creating an alternative, which is perfectly consistent with the status view that marriage is in fact created by government. And now we're creating another alternative to the alternative that we previously created in Obergefell. The article goes on. Even though they tend to be a little quieter about it these days, Republicans are also still mad at that queer people have supposedly sullied the heterosexual institution of marriage. So it shouldn't be a surprise that they're scheming for ways to create, there's that word, right, create an alternative form of marriage. No, the legislature by this bill wasn't creating any form of marriage. By its statutes, it created licensed marriages, but this bill's not creating any kind of marriage. 
The man and the woman are creating the marriage. And apparently the Republicans don't think that man and woman should be able to create a marriage unless they get a permit from the government, which is the very premise behind same-sex marriage. The government creates marriage. So they didn't go on. But unlike alternative cartoons or razors, and they're making fun of you know, some of the conservatives that have started their own products so you don't have to buy them from liberals, it appears that the long-term goal here is to make the straights-only alternative the only way to get married. So in other words, clearly God did not create marriage and say this is what it is, and anything else that's not this is by definition excluded from definition of marriage. No, we're creating a straights-only alternative to marriage. Now the first clip I want to play for you will drive home the consequences of the premise employed in Obergefell that I've already been alluding to. And what that premise in Obergefell led to is a new, desexed, non-gendered, androgynous understanding of human beings in relation to marriage. And here's the scary part. That premise is now enshrined in the constitutional jurisprudence of the highest tribunal in our land supposedly experts in the nature and purpose of law itself and the guardians of law, not just the Constitution's text. Now this clip is from a podcast called Cross Politics on the Fight Love Feast Network uh, in which Jeff Schaefer was being interviewed. And you're going to hear the question asked of Jeff by the host and then hear his answer. What else did Obergefell do or what did that affect? I mean, you know, how, we were, we're tumbling down the stairs of reality, whatever. What else, what else does that Obergefell decision destroy? It's revolutionary character. It's profundity rests in the fact that it destroyed an institution that holds in place human nature. Marriage. Marriage. Male and female matter for public purposes more than anywhere else, perhaps, in the family, in the marital relationship. If they cannot matter there, they can't matter anywhere. Wow. Oh, my goodness. We have no idea what just happened. We have no idea. I hope you can see in what Jeff was just saying the connection to our previous discussions about metaphysics, the current view that we are nothing but data that can be empirically measured and it is up to us as human beings to give that data meaning. We have divorced ourselves from the metaphysic of the Christian of creation. I hope you you see how what we were talking about for the last couple of weeks now ties into this idea and now we need to tie it into the idea of both eugenics and statism with these next couple of clips. I'm, I'm going to play you a clip now uh, again from the podcast on cross politics with Jeff Schaefer where they're talking about what's going on in the issue of fertility and the creation of human beings by technology and manufacture. I got a text from a friend this morning that um, sent a, an article from the New York Post where a lesbian couple just sued the fertility clinic that gave them a product different than what they had ordered. They wanted a daughter. 
and had been told they were going to get one, and the woman gave birth to a son. <laughs> so now this is what wow. we were talking about earlier. I'm going to come back to this, the new eugenics. The new eugenics. Right. You see, you manipulate these things. One, you get a batch, and then you test to see which is the best one. What right. should we grab? What are the characteristics that we want to have? Well, they wanted a girl instead of a boy, and the rest get flushed, you know. Right. Right. So right. everybody, so right. we just got done. I'm just amazed. We just got done fighting this war a generation or so ago. It's back. It's back with the new vigor. Well, there's one of the implications of this new metaphysic. We create human beings, and we create the ones that we want. Now, I'm going to play one last clip from this uh, episode of uh, Cross Politic with Jeff Schaefer, who now ties all of this into the concept of statism. And then we're going to finish with one last quote. And I hope you'll enjoy this one again, where Jeff is now speaking. We've not learned the lessons of the 20th century. We mm. have kind of a, um, we're, we have maintained an abhorrence with the terroristic excesses of the totalitarian regime, but we have not only imbibed, but built upon the idea that essentially man is nothing at all, except what we can do with him. Now, I have one more clip that I want to play for you that that will tie this together and will help you see that what is now going on is not anything new. This understanding of the human person and totalitarianism has occurred before. Have you ever heard of a person named Machiavelli who is known for his ruthless, tyrannical, totalitarian type of politics? Well, if you have, then listen to this final clip because he's going to tie Machiavelli into what you've just heard from Jeff Schaefer. And here's the clip. It's from a, a wonderful podcast by a friend of mine called Chalk, as in C-H-O-C, Knox, K-N-O-X, Unplugged. It's a friend of mine that goes by the handle Chalk Knox, and he's having a conversation here with Jason Farley, and they're going to talk about Machiavelli. And you'll see how it sounds exactly like Obergefell and what Jeff Schaefer has said. Machiavelli was a, a materialist, right? His metaphysic was that there is only matter and whoever has the power to manipulate matter. Nothing has a nature. Nothing has mm. an intended way use. There is power and there is matter. And you either have the power or you don't. If you have enough power, then you can manipulate the matter into whatever you want it to be. Wow, that's God yeah. stuff. You can be God. Um, but what's amazing is that is the that's the trans mm -hmm. philosophy, right? You can overcome your current physical um, setting if you have enough power. Well, because you don't, because you don't have any form, like right? you know, you don't have any. Uh, what did you call it? Uh, any any nature? Any nature? Any, There's any, no nature. Any intended form, yeah. So, <laughs> and and Machiavelli said, "Where is that power? Centralized government. Right? Mm. If you can get enough power in the centralized government, then um, then uh, you have a then then you can overcome." The nature of anything so he so he's so he's 
putting the God at government and whoever controls the government controls the God. Yep. That, yeah, exactly. That sounds like okay. our current situation, actually. Right. One hundred percent. That's where right. everybody so runs this, to. The, the, and and the and conservatives say and the problem is that they're in charge and not us. That's right? the only Rather difference. Than saying, no, the, the problem is actually this fundamental metaphysical error that that we think that the government can do any of that, right? That we think mm. that there, that we, if we gather enough power, um, then the government can do any of those things, but it can't. Well, I hope I have sufficiently proved to you that we now live under a statist totalitarian principle, not just in our nation, not just in our highest court, but here in the state of Tennessee, because we are unwilling to, to resist a decision like Obergefell. Next week, we're going to look at how not to build, specifically how arguments were made in connection with the transgender sports bill recently. And I hope you will join me for that in future episodes of God, Law, and Liberty. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. God, Law, and Liberty is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, please visit us at www.facttennessee.org. That's F-A-C-Tennessee.org. And please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fact Tennessee.